Girlfriends, episode number 133, Why You Should Go to Confession. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week, we're talking about the power of the sacrament of confession and why you might just need to go get yourself some forgiveness and grace already. Let's get started. Hey, girlfriends, I am back. But you, through the magic of podcasts, didn't even know I was gone. I told you I was pre-recording some episodes because we were going to be away. I was going to do some traveling. And those of you who follow me on Instagram and other places where I shared pictures from our vacation know we were in the Outer Banks for an entire week and it was wonderful. I loved it. It wasn't our whole family. I got over that. That was a little rough because my three oldest kids weren't able to be with us because of work schedules. So it was the youngest five and me and Dan, and we had rented a place uh, down in the Outer Banks in North Carolina. And it was beautiful. It really was. I, that first night when we got there, we drove, okay? We drove the 12 and a half hours in one day. And um, it really wasn't that bad because I don't have babies anymore. I don't have toddlers anymore. And we were pretty much able to entertain ourselves, which was great. So that part was good. Um, and But then when we got there and I didn't have my big kids with me, I felt it immediately because we had a, a pretty reasonably sized place. And that hasn't always been the case on family vacations. Sometimes it's tight quarters. And um, I was just thinking how great it would be if my big kids could be with me. But I got to get over that because... There's only going to be more of that. <laughs> There's only going to be more of those kinds of letting goes and losses and changes and shifts in the days to come. And I'm very aware of that. You know, Juliet, our fourth, is going away to college this fall. And it's going to be the same kinds of feelings over and over again. And I think I've shared with you, I've gotten a little bit better at it. I was kind of a mess for some of my kids, especially my two boys when they were leaving. Um, but it doesn't ever get actually easy. You do get better at it and it feels more okay, but it's hard. And I think it's okay to say that it's hard sometimes. I think it's okay to admit that, you know, I was feeling that way that first night of vacation, but you know, we got over that and it was really beautiful. We were right there on the beach. So it was just a short walk to the beach, which is pretty much all I need. I love the ocean so much. And I just spent every day there. I got really dark, um, probably not great for my skin. In fact, since we've been back and we've been back, um, over a week, has it been over a week? Yeah, we've been back over a week now. Um, my skin just can't get enough moisture. I keep moisturizing. I've been using like scrubs in the shower. And um, I think I really, all those days at the beach really did a number on my skin. And I did use sunscreen. I just should have put it on probably more frequently. Anyway, um, it was a beautiful vacation, really fun and great, you know, in spending days on the beach or at the pool. And then we went on a few different adventures. We went kayaking one day. Uh, Dan did some fishing from the shore, which we hadn't done at the ocean before, which was fun. And um, so just a really fun family vacation. And it was great to just have that time to be together and relax. Even if you don't have an elaborate family vacation plan this summer, I want to encourage you to think about a way that you could get away, even if it's just for one day, making a day trip somewhere, just making the most of the summer before it's gone, because I'm already feeling like it's gone. Are you feeling that way? Do your kids start school like in a couple of weeks? I feel like it's crazy, but yeah, we're already there. 
Um, but that's life, right? Um, anyway, I wanted to share a funny story that happened when we got back from vacation because I was, um, as strange as it is, because all we really did was just lie on the beach and go in the water and we hung around, we ate great food and I didn't worry about, you know, counting calories or checking carbs or anything for the entire week. So, um, uh, it really was a lazy kind of week, but I was uniquely exhausted when we got back and maybe it was from the travel. We took two days coming back. Um, and it just, it kind of felt like a long haul in the end there, but I was really tired. And the morning after we got back, um, once a week, I'm on the Sunrise Morning Show that's out of Cincinnati on Sacred Heart Radio. Shout out to them. And um, really, a really fun little segment that I do every week. And, and usually the topics are related to stuff we're talking about here on Girlfriends. And um, Anna Mitchell is the host who usually is the person who interviews me. And I love her and I've known her for years. Anyway, I have the standing, you know, time slot and she's great. She checks in with me the night before to make sure I'm good to go and what topic I want to talk about and whatnot. And I was good to go. I was like, yeah, sure. I can definitely do that. Um, especially since my time slot is at 845. I was like, yeah, definitely not going to be a problem because I'm never, never not up at 845. Anyway, mm, guess what happened? I set my alarm <laughs> just to be safe and um, my alarm was the volume was all the way turned down. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know how that happened. How does that sort of thing happen? Do you remember that Seinfeld episode with the guy who was getting up to run, I think the New York city marathon or something. And it was always something different with the alarm. It was like AM PM or the volume got him. Well, the volume got me. I can't believe this happened. So the volume I found out later, uh, but I didn't know why at the time was turned all the way down on my alarm. So even though I had set it for eight in the morning, so, you know, I would be up and ready to go, you know, a good while before my radio interview, I was asleep, I was dead asleep. And now these radio shows usually call my landline, not my cell phone, because we get terrible cell service at our house anyway. Um, and so my son, Ambrose, who happened to be up, answered the phone and um, he was being good. He just, he said that I, I wasn't available when they asked for me. And then the guy's like, are you sure? Because she's supposed to be on the radio. <laughs> and so th that was how it came to be that I woke up to my son standing over me, holding a phone saying, it's the sunrise morning show. <laughs> I about died. I like bolted out of bed and I was like in it all out panic. Like, Oh, Oh my gosh. What happened? How did this happen? I was totally dead, dead asleep. And so then I, I get on the phone and, um, it's, you know, the, the guy who sets up the calls and I talked to him every week too. And he was kind of chuckling a little bit. Cause I think he figured what was going on and he was like, are you good to go? Do you need a few minutes or do you want to, you know, do this another time or whatever? And I was like, you know, this is me. My pride kicks in. I'm like, there's no way I'm bailing on this. I'm doing this thing. So I woke from this dead sleep and I was like, nope, good to go. And thankfully I had a voice and, uh, then I was like on the air, like, you know, 45 seconds later talking with the awesome Anna Mitchell who had no idea that I had just awakened. And thankfully I remembered our topic and, you know, it's really funny because I'll usually I'll, we'll chat by email and figure out what the topic is going to be. And I'll be thinking about it as I'm going to bed and that had happened. And we were going to talk about, um, the, uh, Facebook lives that I do for Catholic mom once a week that are, uh, Catholic mom hangouts and the different kinds of topics we've done there. We were going to chat about a few of the recent topics, most especially um, making scripture a part of your everyday life. And I had already had those kind of thoughts ruminating in my brain. And I just 
did it. And I wonder if there's usually, I think I can get like a, a little clip of the show. So I should put that in the show notes so you can give me a grade on my just woke up interview that I did live on the radio last week. Anyway, just a funny story, just keeping it real. Like <laughs> I don't live a glamorous life and I don't have it all together. And, um, so sometimes my alarm fails me and you know what? This is a funny thing too, as another aside, because Dan made sure he told me about this too, because when he sets his alarm, he always checks the volume and it drives me crazy because like I'll already be in bed and you know, it's quiet and it's peaceful and he'll go to check his alarm and all of a sudden there's like a phone ringing because like his alarm, you know, well, alarms are just jolting sounds anyway. So he'll do that to like check the volume on his phone and uh, I always tell him, that's so stupid. Like, you just startled me again, you know? And <laughs> lo and behold, it's not stupid. And it actually probably is a good idea. And I'm not making any promises, but I probably will be in the future checking the volume on my alarms when I set them. Now I'm going to be completely paranoid, especially if I've got a flight to catch or something like that. Have you ever done that? What's your worst story? I would love to hear this because they would be probably funny stories to share on a future show. Uh, What's your worst story of oversleeping or of um, crazy problem with your alarm? I think we all have them, these nightmare scenarios. Anyway, um, I want to let you know too, um, those of you who follow me on Instagram also know this. If you don't follow me on Instagram, I'm really working on kind of um, connecting with people there more. In the past, I've focused on Twitter or on Facebook, but um, I really love Instagram and I, I love actually the smallness of it. It feels small, but it also feels like more connected than other places. So I've been focusing there, not putting a ton of content, uh, but I really like engaging with people there. So if you are on Instagram, if you enjoy that, um, you can connect with me there. I'm Danielle Bean on Instagram. Um, but anyway, if you do follow me on Instagram, you already know this, but I wrote a book. I know. I told you this a uh, couple of weeks ago that I was working on this book project and then I had a deadline that was going to probably kill me and it didn't kill me. It didn't. I think I managed pretty well. I needed to ask for just a little bit of an extension near the end there. And I just, you know, I'm so grateful for the opportunity that I've had to write this book and I've asked for when I can share with you all the details of what this book is about and um, the, you know, the the release date I do know is going to be October 15th and it's um, definitely going to be a book for Catholic women, of course. Wow, shocker, right? Danielle Bean is talking to Catholic women. Anyway, um, I'm really thrilled that I have met that deadline and I thought it was going to be super hard and it was in, in certain moments, really kind of a sacrifice on certain um, afternoons on the weekend where I had slated like, got to get this chapter done. And it really wasn't what I felt like doing. But I am blessed in that for me writing, um, if I devote the time to it, it really is just a matter of making myself do it. That doesn't mean it comes out perfectly. And for sure, this is just the first draft that is done. I haven't seen any edits or changes yet. And I'm, there is more work to be done. But I find that this is the hardest part, just getting this stuff out onto the page and so that you have something that you're working with. So I'm super thrilled and happy about that. And I can't wait to share it with you. So like I said, um, I've got some meetings this week about it. I'm hoping to get more information about when I can share more with you. Going to definitely do some fun promotional stuff that's just available for people here on the podcast because you guys know you're my peeps. You're my favorites. So definitely going to make sure that um, you get special attention with regard to this book launch. So look for that in the coming weeks. 
So this week's topic is confession and why you should probably get yourself to confession. Most of us need to go. (laughs) Maybe you saw this topic and rolled your eyes a little bit. Maybe you thought, I just went to confession. Maybe you thought, there's no way I'm going to confession. But I think this is an important topic for us to talk about because we all have mixed feelings. Some of us have had bad experiences with confession. And if that's the case with you, I am truly sorry. But don't let that keep you from this grace-filled sacrament, this opportunity to receive God's mercy and love in a real and tangible way that will bring healing to your life. I think it's so important. So I was thinking about this topic because I experienced confession this past week. Um, When I was working on my book, I had this afternoon... And let me tell you, these in the last few, like the last week before my uh, final book deadline, I had like chunks of time carved out and it it killed me to, to do it. I <laughs> went to great lengths to like block off afternoons here and there and an entire, almost entire Saturday um, where I was going to just focus on the book. Anyway, this was one of those afternoons where I was going to focus on the book and the house was quiet. Uh, I forget, people had all different activities, but everything was covered. And I go to work on my book and I just... I couldn't even mentally make myself do it. And it wasn't my usual procrastination kind of mindset. It wasn't like, oh, I'm just going to look at Twitter instead. It was like a mental block. Like, I can't write this book. I can't, I can't share anything good is what I felt. And I had this like, you know, moment where I was like, okay, I'm just going to just pray about this because I don't know why I'm feeling this way. And I'm not one of those spiritual warfare people, nothing against them. I totally believe in spiritual warfare, but I don't go around talking about it. Um, And I never really would have said anything I've experienced was spiritual warfare. But in trying to write this book in that moment, I definitely felt a spiritual, mental, emotional block and I felt incapable of it. And so I just kind of thought for a moment and and prayed about it for a little bit. And I had the thought, I need to go to confession. And it really wasn't about any major one thing that I felt I need to confess, but it had been a while. And, uh, I, you know, there were things going on in some of my, my personal relationships that I felt needed healing, needed resolving. And I wasn't focused on that. And I just thought, that's it. I need to go to confession, but this was, um, you know, a Thursday afternoon. So how on earth was I even going to be able to do that? I, I kind of despaired, like, oh my gosh, I'm not even going to be able to write this next chapter until I go to confession and I have to wait till Saturday, like this day and the next day is like useless to me. So, um, in a moment of inspiration, I thought there must be some place, maybe reasonably close by where I can do it. Or maybe I could make an appointment though. I am loathe to make an appointment for confession just because of my own mental block about doing like face-to-face confession. For sure, I've done it many times in my life. And there are many times in my life where I've done face-to-face confessions that have been beautiful and really just very emotionally and spiritually healing because it was face-to-face. So I totally understand the value of that. For the most part, though, I prefer to not be distracted by human relationships and human interactions. And that's what happens inevitably when I'm confessing face to face with a priest. So anyway, 
I thought, well, I'm just going to explore what my options are. So I went to, I have this handy little app, which maybe you have. And if you don't get it, because it's awesome, masstimes.org, um, you can get a Mass Times app on your phone and you can just plug in your zip code or it can find your location for you and tell you all the churches in your area. And you can click onto their websites right from there and get the information, or you can call them and get information about um, when they have confession, if it's not readily available on their website. Aside, why isn't it? readily available on their website. I don't understand this. Like parishes haven't figured this out yet. Some of them are great and they have awesome, really user-friendly websites, but there still are so many out there. And I, I just experienced this when we were in North Carolina and we were looking for a place to go to mass that it can be really hard to get basic information. Like if you're a parish website, like 90% of the people going to your website are going there to find out when mass is or when confession is, right? I think. Anyway, um, <laughs> that was just my side, my little complaint on the side. Um, so using masstimes.org, I found a parish that was right near me. In fact, I knew exactly where it was because it was Christ the King Parish in Concord, New Hampshire, where I recently spoke. And they have, get this, Thursday afternoon confessions. Unbelievable. And it was just, it just felt like a gift from God. And it felt like, he was telling me to go, just go there and, and, and fix myself so that I could focus on the work that he wanted me to do. It really was a, a, a dramatic thing for me. And I was like texting Dan about it afterwards. Um, and it was a great confession. I hadn't been to this particular priest before, but he, he said some really helpful things and um, was just super encouraging. And, you know, I was in there and out of there in less than five minutes. I mean, the drive was a little longer than that, but, you know, the confession itself, no biggie, but it was just hugely important to me and so healing and just such a relief to have access to that sacrament. Anyway, I was texting Dan about it afterwards because he was busy at work and I was like, I went to confession and I, I don't think he understood why I was so excited about it. Anyway, I tried to make him understand later. Um, so I, having that experience was really just very powerful in moving the power of the sacrament. And, you know, when I got up that morning, I, I that was like the last thing on my mind for what I was going to do that day. But it turned out to be the most important thing I think I did that day. So um, just a little encouragement for you. And speaking of encouragement, this podcast is meant to be encouragement for you. It's not meant to be a hit you over the head with theology or a guilt trip or anything like that. I really just want to encourage you for your own good, for your own peace, for your own happiness to consider going to confession and find a way that you can do it. Because it might just be like me, where you feel like there's no way I can possibly do that today, but check it out. See what the possibilities are. See when you could possibly go. Anyway, I want to share a couple of different reasons why you should maybe consider going to confession. And the first one is that God commanded us to do it, right? In the Bible, James chapter 5, verse 16. I only have that written in my notes here. I don't have that memorized. Um, but the line is, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man has great power in its effects. God tells us to confess our sins, right? And yeah, I'm not going to go into all of the reasons why we confess our sins to a priest. I mean, there's tons out there. In fact, in um, a little bit of my Googling around to prepare for this podcast, I found this great clip and I'll put it in the show notes from Father Robert Barron explaining why we confess our sins to a priest and why we do that as Catholics. So if you don't understand all of that, it can be helpful to you because 
um, just understanding that part of things, I think, can really be a helpful way of looking at the sacrament, not like it's some thing that's meant to be a bad thing in your life. It's meant to be a good thing in your life. Okay. So um, the second reason why, besides God told us to, um, that you should consider going to confession is it's how we get our sins forgiven in the ordinary way right? Of course, you can get your sins forgiven if you remember from catechism class or whatever um, with perfect contrition. But how many of us are walking around with perfect contrition? I know I'm not. I, I don't think I ever am. Like I'm imperfect and my my sorrow and my contrition and my, my asking for forgiveness is always going to be flawed in some way. So this is how you get your sins forgiven. This is how you find that forgiveness and get that peace. And then this next one, is the thing that I always focus on because I think it's so powerful and it's so important to remember that another reason why you should consider going to confession, even if you don't have any major sins to confess, we all have some, we all have some things to confess, um, is that we receive particular grace in the sacrament to, as well as forgiveness. First of all, you receive the forgiveness that we just talked about, but you also receive particular grace to avoid those sins in the future. Who doesn't want that? Right? I mean, you get particular grace that's going to help you avoid those sins in the future, those things that are messing up your life, those things you regret, those things that hurt you and hurt the people around you, hurt the people you love, hurt your relationship with God, mess up your life in a thousand ways. Don't you want grace to resist that in the future? Well, you get it in a very real and tangible way in the sacrament of confession. So it's important to go there and just get that. It's 100% free. How many things are as awesome as confession that are free? So go and take advantage of that. All right, the other reason why you should consider going to confession is it's a great practice of humility. This is why so many of us don't like it. It's really hard to go and give voice to the ugliest things about us. Admit the things we've done wrong. We usually only want to talk about the things we've done right, the good stuff, right? So this is a great exercise of humility. And it kind of puts us in check a little bit. Like, hey, you're not all that, right? Um, you need to go and say what you did. You need to go and own these things. You learn humility by having to say these things out loud. Because do you know what? God doesn't need to hear your sins. He already knows. <laughs> he knows all of your sins. And he doesn't need to hear you say what you did wrong. You need to hear you say what you did wrong. You need that. And that's why he gives us this beautiful sacrament. And that's why those that that practice of saying out loud those things that we've done wrong and then the hearing the words of forgiveness is such a beautifully powerful healing thing not just spiritually, but you know, emotionally, it's just a human thing. So you, you learn great humility and it's a great practice of humility to go and have to say out loud what you did wrong. I mean, this is, you know, we've done whole episodes about um, apologizing and why it's so hard, even just to our, our friends and family and coworkers and whatnot. It's hard to speak those words of apology. And those are a great practice of humility, but so much more so to go and practice the humility of speaking to God those things you've done wrong, speaking out loud what your faults are. You know, there's that saying in uh, various 12-step programs, you're only as sick as your secrets. And I think that's really true, that those things that we try to hide and cover up, they're making us sick. 
And if we just lay them bare, however uncomfortable it can be to speak those words and say what happened, what you did, what you said, what you didn't do that was sinful, there's great power of healing in that. Healing that you'll never get by hiding your sins or just pretending they're not there or looking the other way or saying, I'll get there next week. There's power in that. So go and speak those words that you need to speak, not because God needs it, because you need it. Okay, the other way um, that we can convince ourselves it's important to go to confession is because it's one way that our relationship with the church can be healed. Now, the church teaches that when we sin, right, because we're all one body in Christ, we're the body of the church, that when we sin, we hurt not just ourselves and not just our relationship with God, but we hurt our community. We hurt the church. We hurt the people around us, right? There's that um, great gospel reading where it talks about the different parts of the body and how when one is injured, all are injured. So you've injured the church and your community. It's an offense. Our sins are an offense. When I sin, I am not just offending God, but I am hurting my relationship with my community, with my church, with my family. And this is a real way through confession that's been set up through the church that you can heal that relationship with the church. And if you think about it, it's really a beautiful thing. And I've experienced this um, a lot of times, especially during Advent or Lent, when there's a lot of people going con to confession, whether it's, you know, like a penitential service or just an afternoon soon before uh, Easter, when a lot of people are getting to confession. And I find that's really just a very powerful thing when we come together as a community and every single person there is there for the reason that he's a sinner. She's a sinner. And that's why we're gathering together is to admit our weakness as a community and to begin to heal our relationship with one another that we've damaged through our sinfulness. All right. Another reason why you should consider going to confession, even if you're resistant, even if I haven't convinced you yet, is that oftentimes we get great words of counsel from the priest that are very particular to the things we might have confessed. And now I mentioned some people have had bad experiences and maybe you have, maybe you've had a priest give you terrible advice. Maybe you've had a priest be dismissive or angry with you or somehow make you feel um, judged or hurt by what he said. And I'm very sorry for that, but don't let that keep you from going again to this sacrament. Um, I've been going to confession my entire life, ever since I was seven years old. And I mean, I've had some less than great experiences for sure in the confessional, but um 99.9% .9 of the time, it's a very positive thing. So don't let one bad experience hold you back from the graces you have a right to and the mercy and forgiveness you have a right to receive inside the sacrament of confession. And very often the priest will say something helpful. He's listened to a lot of confessions. He's heard a lot. He knows a lot about sin and human nature. And he can give you some great words of advice. You might ask for words of advice. I will say confession is not a counseling session. For sure, the priest w might give you some words of advice, and that is definitely a legitimate part of the sacrament. But if what you're really needing is to kind of hash something out and talk it out with a priest, then really make a separate appointment for that. Don't take that precious like 30 minutes that your parish offers confession. I mean, God bless those people. <laughs> it's it's It's... A funny thing, I have mixed feelings about it. And I've seen this and engaged in a conversation once on Twitter about this where, um, you know, somebody was like, oh my goodness, please, you know, if you're going to make like a wicked long confession, 
don't do it on Saturday afternoon when there's like 10 people in line behind you. And I have for sure experienced this and it has made me really angry (laughs) when there's a huge line and you know, there's a huge line and somebody goes in there and takes forever. Well, first of all, you don't know if it's the person who's taking forever, it might be the priest. I have experienced this where I got really upset because the confession line was moving so slowly and I was blaming the person who was in there. And then when I went in there, it was a super chatty priest and he wanted to talk about everything. He offered some great words of advice, but also just wanted to talk about stuff. And so that wasn't that person's fault. It wasn't my fault. So, you know, don't get angry at people, but just, you know, control what you can and what you can control is if you know you need a long amount of time, don't take that, those, that precious time. But I'm not begrudging anybody um, access to the sacrament of confession. If that's the one time you can go, you know, maybe that person who's making it impossible for you and or your kids to get to confession on a particular day because they're hogging the confession time. Maybe that's like their first time they've gone in 25 years and they wouldn't have gone otherwise. You know, you don't know. You don't know other people's stories. So don't judge, don't hate, but do control um, your own responsibility with regard to being respectful of other people's access to the sacrament. Anyway, that was sort of a tangent from you receive counsel from the priest. And like I said, this priest that I went to um, this past week, he, he offered very briefly, but something that was really helpful and shared a scripture passage that I've really just kept in mind since then. And it's been really helpful to me. What a beautiful gift. Have you ever thought about praying for or all the priests who've heard your confession. I remember once there was like a prayer for priests that I had on a little holy card. And that was one of the lines in there was like praying in particular, like you pray for the priest who baptized you or the priest who married you or married your parents or whatever. But one of the lines was, you know, praying for all the priests who've ever heard my confession. What a beautiful prayer. What a wonderful thing to pray for. What a great way to give back a little bit to some of these amazing priests who've offered us this grace and healing in the sacrament of confession. Remember to pray for them because they need that. All right. Also, another reason why you should consider going is because you get to hear those words of absolution. When the priest prays to God to give you pardon and peace, and he says, I absolve you of your sins. I mean, that's powerful stuff. We are physical creatures and stuff like the words we hear can be very powerful. That's why in all the sacraments, there's a physical element. You can't receive the sacraments without being physically present. You can't receive confession over the phone, for example. You have to be physically present. And there's a reason for that. We have a need for that. And so part of the the physical part of confession is the hearing of those words of absolution. You being physically present and speaking the words confessing your sins, and then the priest in turn speaking those words of absolution. What a beautiful gift. And if you've been suffering under the weight of something for a long time, even for a short time, something that's really burdensome to you, what a relief those words are. What a relief they are. What a gift to hear those words, those loving words, which truly come from God, because it's not the priest, right? It is the priest who's forgiving your sins, but he's acting in persona Christi, which means in place of Christ. He's Jesus. You're speaking to Jesus and it's Jesus who is forgiving you of your sins through those words of the priest in the sacrament. So hearing those words, give yourself that gift, the relief, the peace of mind that can come. And speaking of peace of mind, my next point is that in the sacrament of confession, all your sins are wiped away. You get a clean slate. How many different places in life do you get that? Not Many. Do you get that opportunity where you can start fresh, start new? You can start over. It's all gone. 
What a beautiful gift that is. So even if you forget to say something in confession, and for sure, you're only obligated to, in confession, confess those serious sins that you remember. So, um, you know, all, all the smaller sins, the lesser sins, the venial sins and whatnot, for sure, it can be a good practice to list those and to be aware of those. And sometimes that might be all you have to confess. Um, but you know, you're obliged in confession to say those serious sins that you recall. Um, but there might be a lot of other sins. And for those who might tend to be scrupulous or worry a lot or have anxiety about forgiveness, about not feeling worthy of God's love and forgiveness, this can be a beautiful thing, a beautiful gift, just knowing that because you might, after you leave confession, think of some small thing and say, oh my gosh, I didn't, I didn't say that thing. Well, you can have peace of mind knowing all of your sins are forgiven in the sacrament of confession. You get to start over, right? And um, with, along those lines, you also get the peace of mind that comes with knowing, like I said at the beginning, how many of us have perfect contrition? You know, I'm, I'm probably going to be trying for that my whole life and never perfectly achieve it. But you can have peace of mind knowing even if you have imperfect contrition, even if the ways in which you're sorry are not yet perfectly out of love of God, you have your own selfish reasons for wanting that forgiveness. You can have peace of mind knowing that even without that perfect contrition, your sins are forgiven in the sacrament of reconciliation, penance, confession, whatever you prefer to call it. So funny. I don't know what the official, I think it's reconciliation now. I think that's the official. I don't know. We used to be DREs and it used to be a big deal, but nowadays I'm not keeping up so much. All right. Another reason why you should consider going to confession is that confession reminds us to have humility in our relationships with others, to be patient and to be forgiving with other people because it reminds us that we're big fat sinners ourselves. So who are we to go and lord someone else's sin over them or hold a grudge about something, right? We forgive more easily when we're reminded of our own weaknesses. That's why we say, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. So those things are connected. We need forgiveness ourselves, but then we also need to offer forgiveness to others. And one naturally flows from the others. When we realize that we're sinners, that we're all sinners and we're in this together, we're much better prepared to not be prideful in our relationships with others, not hold grudges, to remember our own weaknesses, our own flaws, and to have mercy and offer forgiveness to somebody else. Offer that, that um, forgiveness and mercy in your relationship with others. It's really much easier to be patient. I for sure have experienced this. I think I shared previously that pretty much every confession I am talking about how I'm demanding more from other people than I'm willing to give myself. And honestly, I really think that that's like an ongoing thing in uh, many of my relationships, especially inside of my marriage, where if I take the time and examine it, the thing that I'm getting upset about, the thing that I'm impatient about, I'm not great at that thing either. You know, I'm struggling and I'm not perfect at it. And yet here I am being super demanding of other people with regard to that same thing. So the practice of confession gives us this greater patience and understanding of our fellow human beings and can really enhance your relationships in that way. All right. Um, then I've got just two more. One is the habit of self-examination is a really good thing. And that's what confession makes us do. If you can be good about it and go on a regular basis, once a month, 
twice a month even. I know some people go every week. I think, um, I'm not sure I could ever quite achieve that in my current <laughs> life, but, um, you know, the habit of examining your conscience is a really good one to get into. And, you know, like, let's compare this to something like if you're really watching what you eat, right? If you go like I did at the Outer Banks and you don't think about it for an entire week, it is really easy to kind of slide in the wrong direction and not pay too much attention to this here and that there, and that's no big deal. And next thing you know, you have like much lower standards. Well, the same thing can happen inside of your spiritual life, little sins that you're just, you get into the habit of without recognizing them. If you're not making note of them, if you're not holding yourself accountable through an examination of your conscience, whether you're doing that informally at the end of each day or formally, which I think is just a powerful way to do it through the sacrament of confession, then you can very easily just start to overlook those things and they become a habit and then lead to greater sins that you'd be tempted to overlook. It desensitizes you to some of these things that are sending you in the wrong direction. Because, you know, as my mom always used to tell us, you are moving in one direction or the other. You're, you're moving forward or you're moving backward and you get to choose which one you're doing, but you don't get to just stand still. Nobody's doing that. So this habit of regular self-examination, which is um, nurtured through the habit of regular confession is a really good thing for us inside of our spiritual lives. It keeps those small things in check that otherwise you're going to be tempted to overlook and you're going to get desensitized to them. And before you know it, small sins become habits and they become bigger sins and they lead to us, you know, overlooking even bigger flaws and bigger sins. So really make sure that you're moving in the right direction. And confession is a great way to kind of check that and um, make sure that you're regularly examining your conscience and um, paying attention to the things that you're doing to hurt yourself and hurt your relationship with God and hurt other people. And then finally, I have to mention, we already talked about serious sin, but if you are in serious sin, and if you don't know confession, I mean, for sure, go and confess your sins as you know them. I had a priest once who I was, I was a little bit confused about the level of sinfulness about something. And, you know, we can think ourselves into knots in this way, but, um, in, in confession, I kind of was expressing that anxiety to the priest and he just stopped me and he said, just, you've confessed it as this happened and you don't need to say anymore. Like, and that was a huge relief to me. Like, you don't have to have all your sins categorized before you go to confession. You don't have to have labels on all of them. Um, you know, for sure, if something is um, nagging at your conscience, it probably is something serious. You know, there's something going on there. Um, and confession is the only way that can bring you back into that, that family of the church, back into your relationship with God, restore that sanctifying grace in your soul. And you're going to find such peace and relief and healing in that. So don't let that sin burden you any further. Don't hold on to it any longer. Go to confession confess it and receive peace and healing and forgiveness there in that sacrament. Jesus gave us the church and instituted the sacraments because we need them. He thoroughly knows our humanity and he knows what we need perfectly. And that's why he gave us the sacraments. So go and take advantage of that. It's really a, a beautiful part, I think, about being a Catholic is that we have access to the sacraments in these ways. And the sacraments are there for our flawed humanity. We need them because we are frail human beings. And in, in no greater way is that clear than in the sacrament of confession. So 
get yourself there. Okay, I've shared a number of reasons. I didn't even bother to count them up because I'm not putting a number in the title of this episode. But maybe you have some reasons why you should go to confession. Or maybe you think you have an answer to some of my reasons to go to confession and you want to argue with me. I'd be glad to hear it. And, you know, uh, also you might want to share an encouraging story about um, a healing confession that you've experienced, because I find that sharing confession stories, um, so they're often funny ones for sure, um, but then they're just really encouraging, hopeful, inspiring ones about the peace and freedom and healing that people find inside of this beautiful sacrament. So if you have a story like that to share, I think it can really be helpful um, and encouraging to other people who might be nervous about going back to confession or nervous about confessing a particular sin, holding back. You know, if you let yourself, you can come up with a thousand reasons why you shouldn't go to confession. But if you have some stories to share, some encouragement or inspiration, I'd love to be able to share it with listeners on a future episode. You can email me, Danielle at DanielleBean.com. You can send me a voicemail at that address or connect with me on Voxer, the link to connect with me on Voxer is always in the show notes at ascensionpress.com. You can go there for that or just connect with me on social media. I would love to share your story of encouragement and inspiration about the sacrament of confession. I want to thank Ascension Press for partnering with me to bring you the Girlfriends Podcast. At ascensionpress.com, you'll find all kinds of resources for your personal spiritual growth, but also that will support you in your marriage, with your kids, your family, and your parish in learning more about loving your Catholic faith. Check it all out at ascensionpress.com. I also want to mention that I'm still booking speaking events for this fall and beyond. If you think you or your parish or your women's group would like to have me come speak, or would you like me to host my You're Worth It retreat for women for your community, you can go to daniellebean.com and find out all that you need. You can just click on the speaking tab or the retreat tab. There's a quick and easy form to fill out to request all the information that you need. And soon to come, when I can share more about my current book project that's coming out in October of this year, I'm going to be designing a new retreat based on the content of this book. So that's going to be a new thing that you can think about possibly bringing to your community. Even those communities who've done the You're Worth It retreat, this would be a great follow-up for it. So be looking for more information about that in the coming weeks. And that's all we have time for this week, but I just want to be sure I take a moment here at the end to thank you for all the ways you connect with me. Thank you. Those of you who have left reviews at iTunes, those are really important to helping to get the word out about the Girlfriends podcast and really build our community of listeners here. If you don't already subscribe through iTunes, please click that subscribe tab. That also helps to put the show in front of more potential listeners. So that's a great way that you can support the podcast here. You might also consider giving us a shout out on social media or even just word of mouth, letting people know if you enjoy the Girlfriends podcast, let them know about it. Share the love. We would love to have your friends and family also contribute to our community here and be a part of what we do. But mostly, I just want to thank you for being here. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for all the ways that you share and connect with me throughout the week. But most of all, thank you just for listening. It really is a precious thing to me that we can connect this way through the podcast every week. And it means so much to me that you show up week after week and listen to what I share here. So thank you for being a part of the Girlfriends community. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between DanielleBean.com and Ascension Press. 
the leader in Catholic faith formation. 